everybody, welcome to the Forge Academy. I am your DM, Steven, and with me today, we have Michael. Hello, it's Michael. Emily. Hello, it's Emily. Adelaide. Hey, I'm back. Kai. Hey, it's Kai. Ian. It's Ian. And Chris. It is me, I am Chris. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> that's beautiful. Can we can we do a musical episode one day? Oh man, don't tell me oh that's that's don't solid. Y'all want me to <laughs> Russell Crowe my way through and butcher something completely? I'd be happy to do that for you. Four six zero one two four six zero one. You know what that means? <laughs> I stole a loaf of bread. <laughs> I, I, I have to be honest, I literally have no idea what I usually do after we say hi to everybody. We and say I, hi, and then we're like, give advertising. Hey, give us some money. Give us some money and give our partners some money, too. Give me my money, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Give me my money. <laughs> give me my money. I love that little girl's energy. <laughs> Pearl. Uh, thanks hey, yeah, for being um, here. <laughs> we're, we're glad you're here. Um. The, we're we're wow i you know what it's a it's you know it's spring it's a summer it's summer it's never mind year I got three nothing. of a pandemic y'all we are all just <laughs> scraping by we are doing our best mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just one i don't know about y'all i'm going around. to the beach after this podcast so nice oh <laughs> uh well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are we? I'm glad you're here. We are. We are very glad, um, you're here. glad we're here. I don't know. Uh, before we before we get started, we have a few announcements. I usually say something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, yeah. Good start. Good start. We've only done this every other week for two and a half years. Um, yeah. Here at Faith Forge Academy, we give the best dating advice. So I'm going to give you a few pickup lines in order to go on your next date. If you were a fruit, Here you'd be a fine apple. Happy Pride, everyone. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Happy Pride. How do you ask a D&D player out on a date? Oh, whoops, I fucked it up. You're going to have to edit this out. No, that's the joke. <laughs> you asked them that's for a, a what do you D-A. Ask the joke? You asked them for a D-A. That's the joke. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing more tragic than the jokes I just made <laughs> than missing out on your favorite pair of dice. You should go over to Green Leaf Geek. There it is. Well right done. Home, actually. Yeah. Good, re- good recovery. <laughs> go to Green Leaf Geek. Get yourself a pair of custom dice. You can also get some of her stocked dice, which you can get 10% off if you use Fae Forge Academy. No, just Fae Forge. Just Fae Forge and check out. Um, she makes very beautiful dice. She's made a lot of dice. Uh, for us, I believe, as the entire crew, I know I have three sets from her. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. Uh, also, check out her Twitter to see all sorts of different types of them and go to greenleafgeek.com. Yeah. Now, uh, Michael. Yo. I think we have, a, we have something special for Found Familiar today, right? We sure do. We have a special, special um, improv ad. You all requested it. You all loved it. We, we see all the messages that you've sent us uh, found familiar. You're very, um, you're very welcome. So uh, I will be giving the scene today. I'll be sending the scene. So it's going to be you both are employees at a cosmic bowling alley and it's closing down uh, in an hour. It's 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 1 a.m. You're, you're losing a bit of energy and there's still kids running around causing a wreck and you gotta finish your shift and you're feeling a little bit tired oh oh gosh man these kids are just running us ragged emily oh tell me about it ian you think i could hit one of them underhanded if i threw the ball i bet you ten dollars you're such a riot, tiny little imp that rides on my shoulder while I work here at the bowling alley. I don't know what I'd do without you. I love being a tiny imp. 
I love being on your shoulder, Ian. You got some of the softest shoulders in the game. Uh, I really appreciate you saying that. That's because every morning I wake up and drink found familiar coffee to get the softest shoulders. <laughs> the softest shoulders? Is that your secret? Wow, I should really get on that. I should really get on that. What kind of what kind of coffee you drink to get such soft shoulders? Well, the thing <laughs> found familiar coffee, not only does it perk me up while I'm trying to wrangle these kids. No, no, put that ball down. But I also... Hey, you put that down! <laughs> you put that down because Ian told you to. But I also... He's a boss man. These very luxuriously <laughs> soft shoulders, which I do for you, Emily, so you can ride on my shoulders. I want you to have soft shoulders to ride on. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I like. Wow. If only there was some sort of discount code so that I could afford it, even though they don't only pay me minimum wage at this bowling alley. Wait, you get paid for this? Yeah, but it's mini minimum wage because I'm small. So it's only one dollar an hour. It's true, they do pay by weight here. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly do. What kind of discount code could I get for this this found familiar coffee? As such a little guy myself. <laughs> Pretty sure, pretty sure you can use the t- discount code uh, Fayforge. But I'm having a break with reality right now. <laughs> discount code Fayforge at checkout. That sounds that sounds perfect. I could do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ian and Emily and Scene. <laughs> Wonderful, well done. Uh, thank you, like uh, Emily, the 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 imp or goblin. Uh, they said. Um, it is Co-Fade Forge at uh, checkout for Found Familiar Coffee. Uh, go ahead and enjoy a brew so you can have silky smooth shoulders like Ian. <laughs> <laughs> FoundFamiliarCoffee.com. No, FoundFamiliar.com. FoundFamiliar.com. Hey, we have a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Fayforge Academy, uh, we got lots of great things like a patron-only Discord server. We have uh, stuff there that's pretty fun. You can We, we chat and, and hang out and uh, tell jokes and, and things. Um, we also currently are uh, having our patrons vote on a Patreon-exclusive campaign that we're going to run in the world of Avatria, uh, I believe. Currently, Emily is being voted for, and Ooh. what is in the lead is an Owlin monk. Oh, I love that. I um, love it, too. The pun is is top-notch. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's there. Uh, there are other options if you wanted to vote for something else, but you have to pay, because that's how Patreon works. Uh, we don't have... I mean, there's technically, if you go to our Patreon, there, there are different tiers, but they all get access to the same content because the world is on fire and we all are trying to survive together. And so that's our way of saying thank you to anyone who wants to support us uh, financially in any way. Um, yeah, so patreon.com slash Forge. And if you can't do that, uh, if you have no money like the rest of us, totally understand. We love and support you regardless. This is a disaster already. Um, however, you can... <laughs> I've been gone for a long time. Um, you can leave us reviews uh, on your podcaster of choice. Uh, we love reviews. We literally post them every single one into our private chat. We gush over all of them. Um, if you don't like leaving reviews, moms love leaving reviews. And moms also love Faith Forge Academy. So introduce your mom to Faith Forge Academy. Your mom is sure to leave a review. We'll, we'll accept that too. Um, yeah. Oh, we have merch. Uh, oh, yeah, we have cool <laughs> merch, too. We have, like, yeah. cool new merch. Yeah. Emily designed a couple cool cool things recently. We've got we've got the um, the Fae Forge Pride shirt, uh, which is super cool. Mine just came in the mail. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I should say, it's a shirt, but it's also a sticker and a phone case and a pillow and a all sorts of options. A mug, whatever um, your heart desires. And we have a, we have a, I got gay married in hell shirt or whatever it's called. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, lots of great stuff. So if you go to faithforgeacademy.com, uh, you can find that. You can find our Patreon. You can find information about our, our cast. You can find all sorts of good stuff. And let's play some D&D.
So, Ashrin, Rain, Kaz, Ariadne, and Blossom. The five of you are in what was once this watchtower. You found a secret passageway that unlocked into sort of this labyrinth of tunnels and finally made your way following these voices to what appears to be some sort of spell circle or ritual circle. There was an individual, this um, shadowy undead figure that some of you have fought before, waiting for you, Ashrin. He convinced you to step onto the circle that he said would free more well. As you stepped onto the circle, below was this sort of, almost like this well of red, sort of ethereal magical energy that started to rise around to you as you shielded your, your friends, your party, with some magical fire. This energy rose around you, um, searing into your skin, leaving these runes and marks and spell lines um, covering your body as you felt the life being sucked away from you. The last thing that you remember was trying to get your spell back on as you fall unconscious. The other four of you, you see where Ashrin was, but you do not see Ashrin. This red energy that is surrounding her is thick. Um, it's not it's almost like a sludge or something like that. It's, it's like viscous and dense. You can see it swirling around. You can see these runes starting to form on the outside that are glowing, this bright red amid, um, among this, like, this deeper red or black. In the back of this room, if you remember, there was a statue of Morwell. You all hear a scream coming from that statue you see this ethereal blue figure start to get pulled from the statue towards Ashrin in addition you see another ethereal figure from this pillar that looks like Ashrin getting pulled towards Morwell Ashrin, from your point of view, you see your body fall unconscious. You see the spell, the spell lines all over you. You're pulled through this energy and you feel vulnerable. What do you, what is your, what is your reaction? Um, I start to panic seeing my body. Um, and like trying my hardest to do any kind of spell or magic, any kind of flame, because that's what makes me comfortable pushing out against like I, uh, being nothing, I guess. Um, and trying desperately to get back to my friends or get back to my body, fighting against these ruins and this this spell so I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative oh boy <laughs> oh no Ooh, heck. <laughs> I uh I got a six nice 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 uh yeah a 12 10 18 for cause 11 so um as this spirit or soul or ghost or whatever it is of Morwell is being pulled from the statue in the back of the room um, and Ashrin is being pulled towards that as well mm. um, you hear that that voice this shadowy humanoid sometimes fiery bird other times start to laugh <laughs> guess I should take care of you first uh moves towards your group don't like that Gah. puts his arms out 
Um, and you see these wings start to form. And then this just dark energy flies out at you. Uh, and I am going to need everyone to make a deck save. Yeah, 16. Oh, ho, 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 nat one. No, Ariadne, no. <laughs> it's fine. Guess I'll die. <laughs> Guess I'll just <laughs> die. <laughs> Uh, ooh, 14. Ooh, oh. that's not, you hate to see it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's violent. <laughs> okay, so uh, the DC is 14. Oh my gosh, I got 14 exactly. So if you did not pass, uh, so which is uh, Ariadne and uh, Ariadne is it, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not rolling on a uh, roll 20, oh. but I got a 23. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did you, Rain, you said you got a 14? Yes. Uh, Kaz, you got a 16. Yes, so I would take half Yeah, that. so it's just Ariadne. So, uh, you all take half of 27. Ariadne, you take uh, 27. I, I think I all, I, maybe, is it just, is it just radiant damage I'm resistant to? I thought it might also be necrotic. You might be. It's been a while since I've looked at this. Let me. So 13 if we fa- saved. Yeah, 13 on a save, not blinded. And, uh, and Ariadne this like it's like this smoke and ash and fire um and that ash just gets in your eyes and you are blinded uh till but i still only take half it what's half of 27 again 13 dope uh and then you see them take out this like this jagged it's not quite a blade um it looks almost like this strange rock um Looking closely, it also has these same red runes that are also glowing. Um, and after it it blows that, this like smoke and ash at, at the four of you, uh, turns back to look at um, the spirit of Morwell and Ashrin. And Kaz, hmm. it is your turn. So this creature has been plaguing us for some time and Kaz is done up bed with it. He's gonna take out Miranda's loot and he's gonna kind of growl as he gets low to the ground and uh, says, well, I've got a song I've been saving for just such an occasion. And he's going to play a, a sign. And, and actually the, the spell that I front to the chat screen, he is gonna cast Polymorph, but he's not gonna cast it on the Ash Beast. Mm. He's gonna cast it on himself. Oh, yes. I love it. So, and here's where I have to ask you, OODM. Um, I can turn myself into a beast up to mm-hmm. my level and challenge rating, mm-hmm. which is up to CR 10. Mm-hmm. Can I turn myself into a T-Rex? Just asking for a friend. Why not? I mean, I'm, yeah. are there T-Rexes in this world? That's probably the first question. Yes. Say yes. I've never considered it, but sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sounds good. I'm going to say that, uh, of course, during... The little flashback, you know, when, during causes like one of like causes like many trips with Ariadne to the library, where he's like half falling asleep, carrying a giant pile of books for her. Uh, one book like opened up, and it was a book on dinosaurs, and he was like really transfixed by it. And uh, and there was one beast in particular that he just got super keyed up about, and that is there. That's right. Stephen just dropped a big old T Rex one on the uh, T Rex mini uh, token on our roll twenty map. Thanks, real Ian, do you want T-Rexes in Nairine? Because this is how we get T-Rexes in <laughs> Hey, if you aren't on Patreon, you can get on Patreon right now and vote to have our next campaign be T-Rexes in Nairine. <laughs> I'd watch that. that. That does sound like a cool module. <laughs> T-Rexes. Not, no. We're going to be dinosaur wranglers. Dinosaur cowboys. Next campaign. All right. Um, that is my turn as this giant T-Rex just... I mean, like, I, it could be slightly comical. Like, where first just his head transforms, and then his arms transform, and then his entire body transforms into this giant, gargantuan, 26-foot-tall, Cretaceous monster, and just lets out that John Williams roar that shakes the cavern walls. And that's my turn. 
Now, do the arms transform, or they just reskin because they stay the same size? I know. I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> that also. Yeah. They just, they just like, like the arms go poop, poop, and then everything else goes up. They're still holding Kaz's ukulele. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think the strict should be able to hold the ukulele because all of my attacks are not going to use my arms. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else on that your is, turn? That's my action. I guess. I guess I'll move and I'll get all up in its grill. That's it. Okay. And uh, Ariadne, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, the world is dark around you as you can't, you can't, I don't know if you've ever gotten like been in a dust storm and it's just like the wind is blowing in your eyes and you can't open them. That's what it feels like. Okay. Uh, I, do I have, did I really not take that spell? Ooh. Didn't take that spell. That's fine. Uh, because I have spiritual weapon, which doesn't require sight. So we're going to cast that. Um within range. Okay. We're just going to cast it. Um, it's going to be at level two. I did not see you transform. Um, you heard it. <laughs> I did hear it. I know it's in front of me. A little scary. Um, we're going to put it here. I'm not going to attack anything yet, though, unfortunately. Um, and then I am going to... Oh, do I want a radiant consumption? E, yeah. Let's. You know what? Yeah. I no, no, not yet. Sorry. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Um. Shit. I don't have any spells that'll cure me. I think that's gonna it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait my turn. I am lost in the dark here. It's like, of course, I didn't take the remove blindness spell. <laughs> I'm a cleric. <laughs> and with that, it is Rain's turn. Okay. Um, this thing seems pretty bad. Uh, I think I'm going to... Uh, none of us can see or... Just me. Uh, just Ariadne is blind. Okay, okay. Oh, gosh. I mean, this T-Rex is pretty neat. Uh, I might fly a little bit higher. Uh, we don't see, this pillar that is has encased Ashran is top to bottom, right? We can't see in, in any capacity? Okay. Correct. Uh, well, I'm going to use my movement to try and go up and over. Um, how much movement speed do I have? It's 30 feet. Mm -hmm. So if I go this way, come up a little bit, and then go like 25 feet up in the air. Okay. Is the room high enough for me to do that? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that, the, the platform Ashran is on is about 20 feet in the air. Oh, shoot. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Um, and then from where I am, I'm going to... I feel like we gotta make this quick, so I'm going to, as a bonus action, um, while I am pulling uh, an arrow from the quiver across my back, uh, and I draw it across the bowstring, I am, as a bonus action, going to cast Lightning Arrow, um, but I'm gonna use my sixth level spell slot that we got from going through the tree. Oh. Um, and so it's just like this long pause as the arrow and the bow itself begin to charge uh, and I'm gonna try and hit this guy. That's what I'm gonna try to do. Uh, okay, the first one is a 17, and the second one is a 24. Uh, 17, both hit. Sweet. Um, okay, so, real quick. Oh wait, no, lightning arrow replaces the damage, the regular damage. Okay, so, that is... The third level spell, so four, five, six. Let me just roll some damage, and you can move on, because I am I need to do a lot of damage really quick. Okay. Uh, while Chris is rolling damage, uh, Blossom, it is your turn. Um, so, standing, sort of transfixed in horror by this, um, I'm going to use one of my instances of Bardic Desperation uh, to impose disadvantage. Hold on, let me really quick. Oh, wait. My my bardic inspiration die changed. Uh so I lied. Uh <laughs> great. Oh, sorry. 
It also needs to make a deck save. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, deck save. 16. Okay, it succeeds, so it's only going to take half of this. Uh, and for your bardic desperation, uh, it got a 12 on its charisma save. Oh, so it does not save. Um, so that's going to be... Uh, uh, so that's going to be 17 points of psychic damage, I believe. Yeah. 17 uh, points of psychic damage. Um, so she just sort of taps into that darkness inside her again um, as this literal waking nightmare is happening and throws her hands out and says no uh, and a wall of sort of black smoke envelops this creature and then um, after imposing that disadvantage uh, she's going to cast hideous laughter um, so it'll have disadvantage but it has to make a wisdom saving throw Okay, uh, wisdom save seven uh, great so it is now uh, prone love it Okay. And also it finds it uh it finds the T-Rex specifically hilarious. How dare you? <laughs> I mean it's the it's the it's the ukulele arms. It's the ukulele arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, point at the T-Rex and I go, look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh as as this this being sort of falls to the ground laughing, uh the laugh echoes around in unnatural ways um that are would sort of be off putting. Uh how much damage did you end up doing, Rain? 52 points of lightning damage. Holy. Is that wow. after wow. half? Wow. That was including the halved damage because they succeeded on the deck save. Dang. Uh, yeah, so as this this is all happening simultaneously, it, this, this lightning arrow slams through it. Blossom starts um, creating this smoke and disadvantage around it. And, and then in an unsettling fashion, it starts to laugh. Um, in all of this, it is Ashrin. It is your turn. I start screaming out for everybody, seeing you know the situation they're in, and realizing that you know all of my life, as short as it's been for an elf, has been searching for family. And in these last few moments, realizing that I found family. And I start screaming and just tearing at the air, trying to like find my way back to my body and feeling a lot of resistance and pulling back from these ruins. And I look back at Morel, because I can see her spirit, correct? Yes. And uh, I just start crying and my tears are hot. They're not, they're not even cold. And I can feel everything around me growing hotter and hotter. And, I'm screaming for her help to get back to my body. Um, as as that happens, as these tears start to pour out of your face, those of you who have a split second to see, hmm. watch as fire starts pouring off of Ashrin. Um, her spirit almost changes from this ethereal color to flames and grows in the midst of this creature's laughing starts to starts to yell out no um you watch this column uh of this like thick ethereal reddish energy uh reach out an arm and grab this this like shard thing that the other creature was was carrying and we have a a new friend entering the mix Whoa. Is that an is that an Ublex Oblex? It may or may not be. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Are you trying to tell me that Ashran was a pseudopod all along? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Um so Ashran, as as your your tears are flowing, you see this thing like your body appears to you can see through this again. All of you can see Ashran's body laying there it still has all these runes that almost look like they're burning into scars on her body um though as ashrin is starting to ignite as her spirit is starting to ignite you see all of those little runes starting to catch flame as well um this this oblex reaches out and grabs the shard and this pseudopod goes flying towards more well mm. 
Did we find out what the shard thing was in recent episodes or not nope, yet? Nope, this is the first time you've seen it. Okay. Uh, and as it reaches out, it, it like slashes through Morwell. You watch as Morwell's spirit splits in two. Hmm. And then an almost like... Um, okay, so you know in... <laughs> uh, is it Attack of the Clones? <laughs> Episode 2 of Star Wars, when uh, Jango Fett's ship drops these bombs off and everything goes quiet for a minute as stuff gets like sucked in and then it explodes out. Um, so there's this like moment of as as the knife, this shard like slashes through more well, there's this moment where everything goes silent in the whole room. Um, you watch her spirit split into and then it gets reabsorbed into this mm. into this shard, mm. um, which is now glowing. Ashwin, I will give you one chance to react to that as well. I I let out another incredibly exhausted scream. Exhausted wasn't the right word, but we'll go with it. Exhausted scream, realizing like my choice was to try to get Morel's spirit out and realize that if I don't try to go and help Morel now and I have to choose between Morel and my friends mm. and that if I don't go for morale now that maybe my sacrifice is nothing. So I try to like gather myself up and like just like exhausted, shaking and just trying to push any power I have out towards this thing or breaking the shard. Okay. So, uh, Ashrin, as you pull this power, this, all this emotion that you have repressed for so long, right? You've, you've tried to keep people at an arm's distance. You've been searching and you start to embrace this little family that you found, the weight of being this ember. You feel the heat from your tears and you watch yourself your spirit, you are finally able to pull back into your body. You breathe a breath in. You are covered in flame. I use the rest of my power to just almost become magic, not just be a person who does magic. And I use any ounce of the ruins and my love for my friends and my love for Morel and trying to make sure that I'm helping protect them. And I just, I just, I think burst into flames and a gust of wind from, like a cool gust of wind from these tunnels comes and picks up the warmth of my spirit and with all the other players' permission. Mm. Um, I think they'd feel me kind of swirl around my friends with this like glittery stardust, because that's Morel, it's the queen of the stars, and start to trace like designs. I don't know what designs, and maybe everybody can choose what they want, but or even just leaves because I'm an Eladrin, uh, and into their either leather or the wood of their weapons, these engravings appear. Mm -hmm. And just uh, leave a little bit glittery engravings, but dark black, like like if you were to burn wood. And um, I use the rest of my power to flow towards that that shard and try to break it. Yeah, as this this glittery, swafting, ethereal force of magic flows over cause and uh, Miranda's loot. The emblem of a of a leaf, uh, burning bright, appears on the right on the front of uh, Miranda's loot that that cause carries as the giant T Rex that is cause sheds a single tear. As as you move towards that shard, Ashrin, this fire, all of you, all of you see it, um, but you are it's not hot to you. Uh, you watch as, as in the center of this flame that's burning hotter and hotter, these embers 
start pouring off of Ashrin. It looks as though she is becoming this flame. As though she is the ember. And as it as she bursts out that that small crystal shatters. Hmm. This this ublex uh there's like this um chorus of different screams um that are um in dissonance with one another um from all the different spirits that an, an ublex collects and it it pushes back down into that well you watch it you watch it drop to the point where you can't see it um the wind that that kind of pulled those small embers from ash and that star star dust almost um as this flame bursts out the rush of wind you watch as it starts to actually like pull you've seen these wisps of smoke coming off of this this being and you watch as um the force from this this transformation uh, almost well not almost it dissipates this being you look back to where Ashrin is and what's left is her spirit hmm. for a moment starting to fade away and Ashrin is there anything else you would want to say to the group I think I just smile at them kind of warmly unlike Ashrin um and then can I see Morwell's spirit anymore is it still in that shard uh it has it's come out it's that shard that shard is broken and I think I just reach for Morwell's hand (sighs) she reaches out to you as well as you fade there is a lingering (sighs) of these embers in the air. This room that was filled with darkness has this warm, (sighs) magical glow about it. Morwell's spirit fades back in to that statue and it starts to transform. The stone falling off piece by piece. You see Morwell take shape and fall to her knees, weeping. (sighs) Wasn't supposed to end like this. And Ashrin's gone. (sighs) Kaz uh, transforms back into a dwarf, falls about 15 feet. Hits the ground, running straight at Morwell. Tears in his eyes, his ukulele strapped to his back. Grabs her by her stupid shoulders (laughs) and starts shaking her. What have you done? Where did she go? Through, um, like gasps of air, breathing in. Through these heavy, heavy sobs. She's gone. She's gone. It was supposed to be me and she's gone. And Kaz just falls into her arms, sobbing, pounding the ground. Ariadne, rain. Uh, I think Ariadne is just in shock. I can see now again since it ended on my last turn. Um, mm. But I, my eyes kind of uh, refocus back into just chaos. Um, I, I don't know. I, something seemed off when we came into this cave. Like she knew something was going to happen. I think this is just her choice. Um, well, when. When does she come back? When will she be reborn? How does that work with elves? I don't know. I I don't know if she will. She's gone. She's not coming back. 
Well, I mean, I know she's not coming back right now, but I mean, you know, you die, you pass on, and then your spirit uh, is cradled by whatever, you know, your great elder, your great tree, and then it's sent back, and then you get to start again. And you do better the next time than you did the last time. Obviously. Right? I don't think that's how it works. And we're going to cut to Besky. Hmm. Uh, you and Wylena have been talking. She's indicated to you that uh, she could help you find your friends. One of the things that she has done as you've been in this sort of sanctuary is she has taught you how to summon sort of this magical spear that looks nearly identical to the spear that Ariadne has carried. Morwell has it? Wylena. Oh, Wylena. Okay. Yeah. So as you're practicing with this spear, she's showing you how to like summon it and then send it back into this um, this sort of demi-plane. Um, she actually has this weapon rack and you can actually watch it leave from there into your hands. And as you send it back, it goes back to the spot. Uh, as you summon it, okay. you watch as a leaf starts to appear on on the um the blade okay um glowing glowing red um is this you did you do this Alana? this is different she grabs it from you looks at it closes her eyes you watch as the spear glows Ariadne, back in the caves, you feel your spear as it warms. Something's happening. You, you feel a presence you haven't felt in a while. You feel Wylena. Mm-hmm. You've sort of always felt in this sphere, and you feel besky, almost like you could reach out to them. Yeah, I, I, I think Ariadne actually just calls out uh, besky, and besky, you feel that. You don't hear it. I just start looking around. Um, is Ariadne around? Elena says no. Weird. I'm taking a step closer to this weird circle in the middle. Just FYI. Okay. So I got a hunch. So that circle's actually floating about 20 feet above. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. And below it, below it is the circle where the the oblix rose out of. Gotcha. And okay. then re- and then retreated into. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Okay. Why Lena says to you, Besky, uh, she's not here. Oh. Um. I think your friends need you. Okay, uh, isn't I supposed to go to the library first? You'll probably need them there too. Um, okay, uh, how do I get to them? She focuses once more on the spear. Hands it to you. I take it. And she, one last time, opens a portal uh rain cause ariadne you watch as in this room uh this like purple purple frame starts to open and part of reality is sort of ripped ripped in half you see this like beautiful forest um forest grove and you see Besky. I'll start slowly walking. Well, I'll look towards that rip in reality and I'll look at Wilena. Um, I will plant this spear like the, the, the non-pointed mm-hmm. edge, like the other part. Like I'll put it into the soft ground and I'm going to give Wilena a one-armed hug. Not like a full two arm, but like a mm-hmm. uh, a one armed hug, and um, 
not too long, kind of like a two second kind of thing. Yeah. And then straighten myself up, kind of like at a, ten- a casual attention. Uh, I'll grab the spear and then I'll slowly start making my way towards the rip in reality. Right before it closes, uh, she says to you, Besky, I trust you. Follow your heart. All right. Um, it's my time to trust you too. I'll see you soon, I guess. And it closes. Uh, and why don't you describe Besky to the group? Because yeah. uh, he looks different. I sure do. Um, so yeah, Besky is probably grown. Where was he at before? Maybe five, five, six, five, eight, something around there. He's a tall kid. Jeez. He's probably somewhere close to 5'11", um, somewhere around there. Um, probably not done growing from what you first see. Um, <clears throat> he has uh, he, the, the, the dreadlocks that you've seen before. The majority is still there, except both sides of his head is shaved. So he only has it on the top. And then the dreadlocks come down towards the back and are wrapped in a... Um, like um in a ponytail fashion but essentially it's it's it's, uh there's something binding it together towards the back um he has a five o'clock uh stubble on his face all over um and he is uh, a little bit muscular uh, a little bit more muscular than you first saw him and the robes that he's wearing i imagine if i spent some time blowing up my wardrobe would kind of change but for the most part um you see that he no longer has the cape that he had before um but he has uh kind of the same kind of cape color maybe darker in color maybe a slightly different uh shift in red but uh he's wearing that as he has the different set of robes um they're a little bit tighter to his body like the the top part is a vest uh, that shows his arms so but uh, it's like a deep V and then there's the sleeveless and he has like a vest and that uh, flows down to uh, his legs um, so it's all like one thing uh, but he also has a belt on that to kind of cinch it up on a belt and a couple cloth to cinch it up towards the middle um, but what you notice on those things is there's like infernal patterns on it um, uh, for some reason uh, and he also probably has like a golden sash uh that goes around uh you know the upper part of his body that is indicating some sort of patterns that are uh a nod towards Walena. i would assume Walena probably would have given me something to kind of not make me look so infernalish but uh that is the clothes that you see on him uh and he has a is the sphere like ethereal or, or is it a solid sphere like I, I don't know what it kind of looks like um i guess steven will have to let me know but uh he also has a, a spear that he seems to feel comfortable holding on to at the I think at first uh ariadne has like her spear lowered at him like who is this man? Um, uh, I will, when you have it lowered, like in a preparatory stance, um, mm-hmm. very quickly, I'm going to bat it to the side with my spear and then come in for a hug. If you allow that. I, I don't. Oh, she does. Um, I, I don't understand. Uh, yeah. You smell the same. Yeah, uh, I spent some time away. Uh, also, don't point that at me or anyone if you're not intending to use it. Taught you that line. Uh, I'll take a step back after giving Ariadne embrace. Uh, I think Rain is still kind of in a... a a little bit of a state of like uh, dissociation to a degree like this so much is happening yeah sure this doesn't make a lot of sense and this information that like 
not everybody should, like I, their mind is kind of blown right now um but uh seeing besky enter the space again um i think rain would come back down to the ground um and like pitter patter up as quickly as possible uh kind of like grab the fabric of like pant around your knee to kind of like jerk you around and get a good look like looking up all the way up at you <laughs> yeah uh, hey hey yeah hey. hey hey there did you do something with your hair uh, yeah, it was really hot where I was, so I had to... I shaved most of it, because there's just too much. Oh, it looks nice. Well, thanks. Good. Uh, I'll get down to a knee, not in a, in a, in a, in a like a, um, way to look down upon them, but to kind of get more on their level so they don't have to do so much cranking their neck, uh, actually go back go down onto both knees and, and kind of sit back on my feet uh in that type of stance and just have the spear kind of laying across my my lap um thanks i i appreciate the compliment you look great as well um besky something something bad has happened uh what uh, explain i I, I feel like I've been gone. I've been gone for a while. Everyone looks the s- um. same. You look over and you see Kaz crying in the arms of a strange woman. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to, if Besky allows it, I'm going to kind of like crawl up one arm and seat myself on a shoulder uh, and then point over in the direction that Kaz is on this platform with this individual. I do like a... a um, I'll do like a intentional um, jog with like intensity uh, towards cause and the unknown to me person with with uh, with rain uh, on me. Um, yeah, you you approach cause in this this woman as you as you approach her she looks familiar you recognize this form you've seen statues of um going all the way back to your first time in the feywilds where you all met turnip um the statue of morwell this eladrin queen of the stars she's tall shares a lot of features similar to ashrin her you're all you're all watching as she is transforming before your eyes into this cold winter Aladrin. Mm. Um, her hair turns white. Uh, her skin, this like sort of um, light blue color. Is is more well? Uh, do I know of them to be a goddess? Uh. She would be sort of a demigod. Um, okay. 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 Cool. Good she, to know. She was the she was the archfey of the court of the stars. Right. 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 Okay. Um, Cause it's Besky. Um, Who are you? Oh, wait. Yeah, just me. Um, oh, lad. Oh, something terrible's happened. Oh, why am I standing up and you're still very tall? So, yep, uh, uh, I did some growing. Hey, please tell me what's going on. I'm very confused. Every There's a lot of emotions going on and I... Oh, lad, it's Ashrin. Something awful's happened. She's... She's gone. She's... Gone like I was gone. No, you you took a trip. And we knew you'd come back. No, Ashrin, she's, she's faded off. She's become, and like cause like motions to, uh, <laughs> oh no, uh, cause motions to his he like unslings his ukulele and motions to the symbol of the burnt like the burning leaf that's on Miranda's lute, and he's like <laughs> he says, she's gone she's she's transcended just oh just like Miranda did <laughs> and then just completely falls back into a pile. 
sobbing and weeping. Uh, All of the women that he's loved <laughs> turn into a musical instrument. I'm just gonna take a sit down, a, a seat next to to Kaz. I, I I think it's a lot of oh sorry sorry lad I'm being rude Morel. This is Besky. Besky this is Morel. She doesn't say anything to you. She just kind of nods, uh, eyes huffy, um, like she's been she's ugly crying. I will respectfully nod to her as, as like the deepest, most respectful nod that I can while not being too extra, uh, understanding her status and also the scenario that's our friend gone. Um, the, the other thing that happens is rain. You hear a voice. Let's... Why is everyone? What's it? What's happening? Where are we? Colonel. Yeah. I'm gonna like furiously just jam a hand down uh, into my bag. Probably a little rough. I don't. Ow! Oh no! <laughs> Bites your finger. Um, I don't even care. I'm gonna grab. I'm like squeezing way too hard. Um, and I'm gonna like. Ow grab him and pull him close to me and squeeze him and give him so many kisses. Like, it's really annoying to watch. What, what, what are you doing? Oh my god, I'm so... I thought you were, thought you were gone forever. And, um, I tried really hard to get you out, and um, I don't... Uh, this is only... I don't think it's all the way my fault, but it's a little bit my fault, and I'm really sorry, and I'm so glad you're okay. Um, what happened? Did you sleep? Did you dream about anything? Uh, there is a massive dragon out there, you know, you switch places with it. I'm like, gonna launch into this story, this unending story, with like, barely drawing breath. I, I, I just... I, and just fill him in on kind of the gist of what happened. That's, that's a, that seems unlikely. All of that. Uh, I was. I just remember we saw that we saw the the dragon, and then I was taking a nap or something. I'm glad you're not hurt. Same. What happened to your hair and your wings? Um. Well, I. I. I, I don't know. I got a. I got a little bit sad, and then it seemed like things just really spiraled. Um. I don't, I don't know, um, I don't think I can fix it, but I did meet another dragon, and I think you would like them very much, um, but I don't, I don't know, something's different. Uh, and as these different conversations and these moments are happening, you hear those dissonant screams start to come back. Uh, they're far away, but they are encroaching upwards you see the glow in this well this circle in the middle um Morwell says we, sh we shouldn't stay here can we close this I don't know how <sighs> then we leave right yes there's nothing that remains of Ashrin, correct? No equipment or, like, nothing that she was holding? Okay. What's on the other side of, like, this... Is it is anything visible? Um, sorry, of which... Like, is there an, like a, like an open connection to this portal thing that we're trying to close? It's just, the bottom is, like, if you, Ariadne, you kind of look over. Mm-hmm. You can only see at the bottom is that red glow is moving, is growing brighter. Ooh, okay. What do you do? Um, I, I, we have to get out of here. I'm going to try and reach for Morwell's hand or her wrist and try and like pull her, trying to encourage her to get moving. And I'm going to clutch Colonel. I'll assist with that too. Yeah, and try and get out. Uh, okay, so as you as you rush, I would like everyone to make an ath athletics check. Oh. Yikers. Why must you do this to Ooh. <laughs> Oh, actually, not bad. 21. I'll take it back. Do you want everyone to make... Oh. Do you want us all to make an athletics check? It's only a minus mm -hmm. two. It's fine. Let's say yes. Okay. 
Uh, five. I still got a 13. <laughs> Not as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm. Okay, so we have a, a five, 13. My strength is still at a minus two. <laughs> so that's a three. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You got hit with the shadow thing. Okay, so as you all start running out of this cave, um, Besky, uh, trying to help Morwell slowing you down, cause, um, after all this emotion, the, like, the, you know how emotional moments kind of snap you out of, like, whatever your physical state is for brief moments? Oh, sure. All of a sudden, as danger <laughs> sounds like it's heading closer, uh, your feet get so heavy once more. Oh. Everything, like your your pack, everything just feels, you feel weighted down as Besky and Morwell and Cause start to fall behind uh, those of you who are running ahead. I, Rain's definitely not going to leave. I, as soon as they notice that Cause is not caught up, they're going to go back. Uh, the caves start to shake a little bit. Um, there is a few pieces of rock starting to fall uh, as you are running rain heads back to cause is there anything any of you are going to do to either expedite protect what are you doing mm, I am casting Shield of Faith on Morwell. Cause mm. will uh, sadly cast Levitate on himself and allow himself to be pulled along at a brisk pace, reducing his weight to zero. <laughs> okay. okay <you're> <laughs> Great. If you're okay. levitating, I'm Rain is just gonna get behind you and kind of push. Yeah, you can just yeah I'm flying just... and pushing. <laughs> that way, if something hits us from behind, I can cast Shield on myself. Beautiful. I love it. That's great. It, Morwell just still there, or is she actually? Moving? Um, she's starting to move too. Uh, so as that as that shield protects, um, so you are all moving out of this out of this room, uh, kind of deeper into the caves. Blossom is at the front. Uh, she stayed back further. Um, if any of you look back, you see you see that oblex creep over the edge. Oh, don't like that. We're gonna stay in. Uh, Besky, can you roll initiative? Oh my heck. Uh, who did you cast? You cast Shield of Faith on, Faith on Morwell? Yes. That was Ariadne. That was me, yeah. I, I cast him. Okay. Initiative 10. And as you see this, um, this oblex start to move towards you, uh, creeping along the ground. <sighs> it's just out of your range, I believe. I didn't realize it could do that. You watch as it disappears in this flash of magical energy. It is casting a spell and reappears. I can't do anything about that. In front of you. Uh, it's different. It's it's ooze-like body forming all of these different um, humanoid shapes that shift and move. Uh, and they all scream out. And we're going to have to find out what happens next time on the Facebook. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Hey, thanks so much for attending the Fae Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Uh, 
and also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code FAYFORGE on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fundamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefandamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. I like to hang out. You can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitch. Hi, I'm Emily, or M, and you can find me at Emily Irv, that's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hey, it's Kai. You can find me at Kai Quinn on Twitch. I role play over there in Red Dead and GTA. Uh, also, social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, Kai Quinn underscore. Hey, I'm Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at Adelaide. I'm also in a center stream that's on the Negative 2 Charisma channel. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The Faithforge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.